What's going on, guys? James Camacho here. This is Kicking It With Camacho. Thanks for tuning in. Real quick, before we get started, I want to shout out my first and only Patreon member. Um, just joined a couple, I want to say a couple weeks ago, but I have my first Patreon. Um, shout out to Shamari Linton. What a beautiful name, Shamari. You don't hear that every day. Um, she signed up for my Patreon. Um, anyone else that wants to sign up for the Patreon, it's five bucks a month. Patreon.com slash James Camacho. Shamari and anyone else that signs up will get early access to episodes. They will get a shout out on the podcast like Shamari just did. And Shamari also gets bonus content, um, like an extra 10 minutes at the end. So there's going to be 20 free minutes of podcast. And at the end, it's going to be 10 extra minutes where I get a little bit, uh, where I get a little bit personal, dicey, and um, you know, break out a box of tissues, start crying, whatever, whatever. Um, thank you, Shamari, for subscribing. I love you. I appreciate you. And um, if you don't sign up, if, if you're not part of the Patreon, freaking sign up, man. You know, especially like the Facebook people, you know, not just the Facebook people, the Facebook, the YouTube, the TikTok. Dude, I've been putting out free content for freaking years now. You know, free content, 365 days. I post like three videos a day almost. Do you know how much like work that is? And if you could just pledge five bucks a month for all the content you're getting, that's not a bad deal. Okay. Just saying, just saying. I remember one time I was trying to do those uh, Facebook subscriptions, and someone like it was like I think I, I was asking for like five dollars, three dollars a person, and someone goes, "Oh, asking for money? Yeah, you're, you're a comedian, you know. You're probably doing so well." And let me let me let you let me let you in a little uh, secret. Let me pull back the curtains. Comedians are either making fifty billion dollars like Kevin Hart. Or they're making zero dollars, like James Camacho, okay? Can you guys hear the motorcycles? I live on such a busy street, dude. It's always people, it's always the little dick people on their motorcycles and ambulances going to get dead people, you know? It's pretty pretty annoying. Anyways, that's what happens when you go through a breakup. You You gotta move to a new apartment, which is on a busy street, you know? By the way, if anyone's wondering how I'm doing about the breakup, um, I'm doing okay, man. You know, I um, I'm not gonna lie; it's it's pretty lonely. You know, I have I, I'm living in this new apartment by myself, and I am just like hyper focused on work, man. I um, I'm booking out a tour um, in the next couple months when the special comes out. I'm just um, you know creating uh, content and uh, writing new a new act. And uh, getting on stage, um, that's it, you know. I haven't been fucking, you know. That's what that's what people always, you know, want to ask you when you get out of a relationship. You're going to get back in there, huh? You're going to crush some, you're going to crush some puss. And um, no, I am not, I'm not ready. I'm not ready, man, you know. Of course, I've thought about it, but it's like, I don't know. You know, you get out of a four-year relationship, you know, you, you kind of just want to be alone for a little bit, you know. 
I have real issue. Not I have an issue, but like I find it a big red flag when someone goes from relationship to relationship, you know, or even the people that like when they get out of a relationship, they just start banging people like like wild amounts, you know, and I get maybe like a, I almost would understand if someone got out of a relationship banged a person one night and then like threw them out the next day. You know, I kind of understand that more, but people that get into like these like legit relationships right after they break up, it's like, can you not be alone for any amount of time? Do you hate your own company so much? Are you incapable of being with yourself for even a day? You need someone else to lean on and cry on, you know, and, and download all your baggage and securities onto. Dude, I was with my buddy yesterday. We, were, we, were, we went to some uh, some Jewish deli. So they had some pretty good pastrami there. Um, and we were talking about, like, the whole baggage thing. It's like, there's a reason why that's, like, a running joke. It's like, I got baggage, you know. Oh, this person has too much baggage. It's like, yeah, dude, when you get in a relationship with someone that has baggage, it's fucking brutal, dude. Like, you have to ca- literally carry that 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 weight. Everywhere you go. And like so many people are like, they want love, they want affection, they want to get laid. And they go, I'll, car- I'll carry your bags. Yeah, I'll carry your bags, no problem. I'm Superman. Oh, I'll do it. And then, you know, they carry it for, 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 for weeks, for months, maybe even years. And at a certain point, you know, arms start to get tired. Mentally, they start to break down. And they're just like, all right, man, like, are you, are you going to be able to carry this yourself at some point? Or am I going to have to be your fucking handicap? you know, person now, you know, that person that has, they, when you're growing up, there's that one kid that gets walked around everywhere because they're a bit on the, the slower side, you know, am I gonna have to be your, your, your caretaker, you know, are you ever going to work on yourself? Uh, if you have baggage, that's fine, but you should be working on yourself to kind of minimize that baggage, you know, and that person should be there to help you when you need it. But, you know, oh, fuck, I got baggage. Who we kid? You know, my dad doesn't talk to me. You know, my mom yelled at me every day for buttering toast growing up. Did I ever, guy, did I ever tell you guys that story? I put it out as like a, a real once upon a time, long, long ago. I I had this, um, I always try to make it a bit on stage, but it might just be one of my, just my TikTok stories. But my mom one time yelled at me because she disapproved of the way I buttered toast. Yeah. That's how that's how little I had to do to get yelled at growing up. So I remember I, I was a big butter toast guy, right? My dad, like, you know, he would but he would to- put bread into the toaster and like put it on fucking six hundred and then it would come out like black, you know? Like it was like you, you, you would pick it up and then all the little black speckles would get everywhere, right? He liked the toast that dark and then he would butter the toast and then it was the toast would like melt on the on the bread and like it was delicious right so i took after my dad and that and i remember like i was growing up i used to watch like ed and eddie remember that stupid show on cartoon network and you know that one guy ed used to go butter toast all the time right so i i loved butter toast growing up and i remember one time i guess my mom was just having a bad day you know but i remember i i, I made uh, i put the bread in the toaster toast came out right and then I went to go butter it. And I took the knife. I put it in the, the butter, the Lando Lakes butter tub. And I scooped it. And I literally, just as I'm about to put it on the, the burnt toast, my mom goes, 
what the fuck are you doing? Like literally just started screaming, what are you doing? What are you doing? And, I, and like, dude, I thought like, God knows what. I thought like someone, the, the principal called my mom or a teacher called my mom and said I was failing. I thought maybe like I did, I did contaminate something. Like I thought I did something really wrong. And then she runs up and like grabs the, the, the knife from my hand and the, the tub of Lando Lakes. And she's like, you're buttering this wrong. And I'm just like, what? What? Can you imagine that as a kid? You're buttering toast and then your mom shrieks at you and says you're doing it wrong. How is there a wrong way to butter toast, you know? So so apparently this is why mom when my mom her logic was she was like um you know, I used to just take the butter and just wherever, right? Just just try to get the whole entire bread. My mom was like you have to butter this way. So she like took the butter, I mean uh, the knife like and like very meticulously like picked out a little bit of like butter like she dipped just the tip of the knife into the into the tub took a little bit out and then she did like this fucking origami you know like start, start top left go down on the toast scooch to the right go up scooch to the right again go down scoo- like this like just perfect just just Asian, I don't know why it's Asian, it's just neat, and I don't know why I assume <laughs> neatness and all that shit, and I guess, because, you know, Asians are kind of particular, right, they're kind of, like, exact, you know, they're kind of, like, you know, OCD with, like, being perfect, I don't know, I mean, they are straight-A students, usually, so, you know, she's doing this whole thing with the butter, right, buttering it this way, and then she's like, that's how you butter properly, now repeat, and then I ha- I remember, like, I think at the time I like had taken the butter and like put it in my mouth like to, like because like you know it's like when you when you make uh, cookie dough right you, you always take the you always lick the spoon a little bit so I licked the butter um, off the knife and I remember my mom like went to go use that same knife to put back in the tub of butter and my dad was like don't put that knife in there oh my god and then my mom just did it and my dad's like fucking assholes you know. Because my dad's a huge germaphobe, right? So, like, I'm sure, like, after that, he just threw that tub of butter out and was so pissed, you know? So, not only did my mom yell at me for buttering toast the way she didn't like, but then my dad got mad because I fucking double-dipped the knife. Or my mom double-dipped on my behalf. Whatever. Um, So, that's why I have a lot of uh, anxiety problems and self worth issues you know i'm a jumpy fuck dude i used to like literally like like i i i noticed it and i've gotten better at it but like even when i was living with shivani dude if i dropped something in the in the kitchen um i always would like freak out and think that like i was gonna get yelled at because that's what that would happen dude i would literally be in the kitchen if i dropped a knife if i dropped a plate and it shattered by accident whatever like any of these things like my mom would just be like yelling at me she would give me the scariest dirtiest look and she would like shout at me like I did it on purpose or some shit dude you know and then she would like scowl I'd be like I'm sorry I I, I didn't do it on purpose <coughs> and then she wouldn't like talk to me dude my mom used to do that silent treatment shit with me like she wouldn't talk to me for like a like like days after I would drop something by accident you know man I'm a fucked up kid I was a fucked up kid I'm a fucked up adult thank god I go to therapy man Everyone should go to therapy, man. You have to talk about these things. Like, imagine if I just, I didn't go to therapy and I was just living my life with all these past experiences and just being jumpy in the kitchen still, you know, or being completely like having no self-confidence and like, 
you know, so having all this self-hatred undiagnosed, you know, God, it'd be so fucked up. Anyway, so yeah, I haven't, um, I'm, I'm, you know, single, lonely, just working my ass off till my eyeballs fall out. I barely leave my apartment. I'm literally just like, and it's not good because it's what comedy is one of those catch 22 things. It's like, you know, if you work hard, uh, like if you play an instrument, you could just stay home and practice all day, write music, all that shit. But it's like for comedy, you know, you have to get your book yourself. You have to write, you know, you do have to like just be disciplined, you know, do podcasts, all that stuff. But you also have to live a life where you have nothing to talk about, you know. And uh, right now, all my material I'm doing is like these observational jokes and like uh, jokes about being an only child. And I have jokes that about Shivani, but like, you know, about us arguing and I'm trying to like make them past tense but present tense at the same time. It's a fucking mess, dude. But like, I'm still trying to like, I guess I'm working through a backlog of material now that didn't make the special. And then once I finish that, then I'm going to like write new, 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 new material, you know, like about the breakup and shit. Um, by the way, if you want to hear more about the breakup, um, I did a Patreon thing about it. Um, go sign up $5 a month and, um, you know, yeah. So here I am. Um, just, uh, lonely. I watched swingers yesterday. That made me feel better. Do you guys know that movie swingers? Vince Vaughn, John Favreau. That's a great fucking movie, man. You know why I like that movie? And that movie, John Favreau, uh, he has the, a couple of these kind of, he's in a lot of these kind of films. Um, that other movie, Chef, I think. It's literally like a movie, it just starts and it doesn't try too hard to have a plot, you know? It's just a bunch of dudes hanging, a lot of it's dialogue driven, a lot of it's like moment based. And then it just ends, you know? 90 minutes goes by before you know it. Um, so yeah, if you guys don't know Swingers, it's a movie where, literally it's the best movie for me to watch going through a breakup. It's about a comedian in Hollywood that's from New York but he moved to Hollywood and he's going through a breakup and his friends are trying to you know get him back out there right and uh it was it was a uh, it was it was fun to watch man you know i god i'm such a workaholic groundhog type of guy like i don't watch any tv show i have this huge TV, like right behind the camera i have this huge tv I use it to watch sports sometimes, you know, if I'm eating, but I never just sit down and watch shows. And it was the first time in a while I just plopped down on my couch with my TV and watched like a movie, dude. And I'm going to try to make an effort to do it more because it really kind of took me out of my sadness, took me into this world where I related to this character. And, um, you know, it was uh, it was very, you know, it was a. Uh, it was good. It was a good. It was. It was good. You know, <laughs> that's all I got. I don't got anything smarter than it's good. It's good. It's good. But there was one. There was one moment in the movie that really spoke to me, dude. Like, so this guy John Favreau in the movie, he's the comedian that's going through the heartbreak. And see, do you guys hear that ambulance, dude? I swear to God, it's literally every ten minutes. Ten every ten minutes, someone, someone's, someone's going through it. You know, like I feel bad, but. I get annoyed sometimes. Anyways, so, yeah, this guy, John Favreau, he's going through a breakup, and there's a moment he um he, he actually gets this girl's number, but he fucking, like, is so cringy. He, like, calls the girl, like, six times, leaves these voicemails. You know, the first voicemail is like, you know, good to see you. Here's my number. Call me back. 
And then he calls again, like, I just wanted to make sure he got my number. Then he calls again, like, hey, listen, I'm going through a breakup. You know, it, 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 I don't think we should do this. Then he calls again, like, hey, listen, like, I, I, I renege on that. Like, it's just, it was just this whole thing, right? So the girl eventually calls him back and he's like, don't ever call me again, you fucking whack job. And uh, is that another ambulance coming? Good Lord, dude. Is something going on? Is there a mass murder? Is there a school shooting going on? This is insane. This is going on every... This this has been going on all day. I guess school is back, right? Isn't it back to school? Maybe maybe some crazy shit's happening. Yeah, goddamn, dude. Every five minutes, someone's... There's sirens. Um, But, yeah, so... You know, he's depressed. He's sitting down. Um at home like he hasn't left his house in two days one of his buddy comes over to check on him and you know his buddy's like what's going on man you're thinking about her and he's like yeah man why won't she call this that wah, wah, wah. and the guy just goes like you know man like it's been six months man and the guy's like you know but it's like you know so so his friend had had moved out to la from new york also to pursue acting he kind of followed him and the guy's like you're doing so well and then John Favreau character is like, I'm not doing well, you know, like I don't have an agent or like I, I have an agent, but, you know, I can't get gigs. And like, you know, like uh, I was in one movie. Who gives a shit? I'm a failure. And the guy was like, dude, like I moved out here because I saw how well you were doing. You know what your problem is, bro? It's like you're only focused on the negative. You're focused on what you don't have. You're not focused on what you have. You have an agent. You're a comedian. You're in L.A., you know, you had his part in a movie, and all you can think about is this girl you don't have and all these gigs you don't have, you know? And that really that really hit hit home, man, because I'm a, such a person that's like, I'm always thinking like, you know, like, uh, why don't I get booked more? Why am I not at that club? Why are my, you know, why don't I have any followers? Why don't I have any likes? Why don't I have any balls, you know? And, you know, it really made me think it's like, you know, like, I never think about what I have. It's like I, I do have a lot of gigs. I do have a balls, you know. I do have a lot of followers. I have fans that watch this. Uh, I have one person that's paying. I have a Patreon member that pays for me to fucking babble. It's, just, it's like it's amazing and all I can think about. And it's human nature. Like everyone does. It's not just me. I'm not the one person that's negative, you know. But it's like it really, that really spoke to me. So I actually put it on a sticky note. I put it on my front door. Right before I walk out, it says, focus, look at what you have, not what you don't have. And um, that's why it's great to watch movies, man. Because, you know, all these movies have these themes or these quotes at some point. And, um, you know, they can really change your life. The sad part is, though, every time you watch a movie and you get inspired, you know, you always feel like, I'm going to change my life. I'm going to do better. I'm going to be a better person. I'm going to live my dream. And then 10 minutes after you walk out that movie theater or 10 minutes after it's done, you, you get up from the couch and then you, you know, you're right back to being the same piece of garbage you were before, you know, <laughs> it's a sad reality of life. Anyways, let's talk about some um, news topics. Um, rest in peace to the lead singer of Smash Mouth. What was his name again? Not to, like, I hope that's, uh, Steve Harwell died, you know? And uh, not to sound like a dick, what's his name again? It's like, I, I, I'm not good. He's from Boise, Idaho. Oh, boy, what a what a terrible place. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, rest in peace, man. Um, 
I don't mean to sound like a dick, but like I'm not good with music like that. It's like if I like a band, I like their songs. I won't know anyone who's in the band. Like I don't go to concerts. I don't like like Blink One Eighty Two. You know, you know, so many of their songs changed my life. You know, Weezer. So many of those songs changed my life. You know, even some of these metal bands like Slipknot. Uh, who? What's that other band that does a uh, Lamb of God? You know. I don't know a single person. I don't know a single person in those bands, you know? So, uh, rest in peace. That's crazy, man. You know, like that, uh, he, he made so many songs that were so big in my childhood. Like I remember that song, uh, all star. Obviously we all know that song. It was, was, was all star smash mouth or was that a green day? Oh boy, I don't know anything about music. Let's see. Yeah, he was in Smash Mouth. Let's. What's their big song? All Star. It is All Star. I'm an. I'm a believer. Yeah, dude. When Shrek came out, that was what 2001. I want to say, I was nine years old, and that movie was huge, man. I saw it a million times. I was literally able to quote everything from Shrek to Donkey to Farquad, and. Yeah, those 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 songs in those movie, those songs in that movie was huge, man. It was like the first time like I kind of like found out what was like a popular culture song, you know? Because when I was growing up, it was all like you know things on the radio. If you wanted to listen to music, you had to buy CDs or you downloaded them on LimeWire, but like the internet was so slow back in the day. It would took it would take hours to download something, you know? It wasn't as easily accessible as it is now. So the only music I ever got to have access to was if I if I could get my mom to buy me like these uh music CDs, you know? And I didn't know any bands. I I wasn't cool. I wasn't privy to anything. And I remember you know, my mom never wanted to buy me anything, dude. I literally would be like, can you buy me this? It's all, it was always like, no, please, if you really want it, wait till Christmas. If you really want it, get an A+, and I'll think about it, you know. So I remember, you know, I, I wanted, like, I remember those, you know, remember those Walkmans? This is before iPods. Holy shit, man. I feel old talking about this, but I, uh, this is just when the iPod Nano and the first iPod just came out. And Walkmans were still kind of a thing. There, it was like, it was like, uh, it was like the stringy headphones. Now, the now everyone's got AirPods, but like you know, you still see some stringies around here and there. You know, that's kind of like what, like when I, when I had the Walkman, that's kind of what it was. And everyone had an iPod. And I remember, I didn't know anything about music, but I wanted to like have a Walkman and listen to music, like you know, going to school to seem cool, right? Have my headphones on, all that stuff. But I couldn't, like, I, I couldn't get access to... You know what I used to do? Oh, my God, this is so crazy. What I used to do, I used to, like, listen to the radio. And if there was a song that I knew was, like, a hit, I would get, like, a voice recorder out and, like, record it, right? I would run over and record it while I was playing on the radio. And then whatever minutes of the song I could get, I would have it on the radio thing. And then I would, like, that's... I would listen to that. I would connect that to the stringy headphones, and that's what I would listen to, you know? But people used to make fun of me, man, because, you know, I, I you know, everyone had either 
you know, an iPod or a Walkman. So anyway, so I remember I finally got a Walkman. But my mom, you know, again, it's just like, all right, you want something? What's the cheapest version we can get? Like, so, you, so, so we went to like a Rite Aid. She got me like a Walkman, you know, with, uh, you know, like whatever CDs they had. I remember they had like Now 18. Remember that Now? The Now? Now, what does Now stand for? Now That's Music or something? Something like that? The Now That's Music just had all like the top songs from like like all the like just just the popular songs. Like if you're a person that like like anti-establishment person or if you're like a like a semi-hip person, right? You probably would hate all the songs on Now. It's all these just top Billboard uh, bubblegum pop songs, right? So I remember I had that. And it had some, I think Smash Mouth was on them, but it was like, there was some pretty popular songs on there. And I remember I was walking with it and I finally felt cool. I had a Walkman. I had some music finally. I was listening to Scratchy, half of a song on my fucking tape recorder. And um, I remember one kid he used to bully me. Got bullied. This is, I had so many bullies growing up, man. Fuck. There's one kid who used to like tease me all the time. He saw my headphones and my, um, my Walkman. He was like, "What do you got in there?" And I was like, uh, "You know, I was a little bit shy about it because I knew now wasn't hip, it wasn't cool, but it was all I had." And I showed it to him. I was like, "Now eighteen. He was like, "Now eighteen. What the fuck is this? What a loser! What a nerd! What a piece of shit! Like, you don't have Smash Mouth. You don't have Green Day. You don't have any of this cool. Oh, what a fucking nerd! Fuck you!" And he just teased me relentlessly for having now eighteen. You know, but I remember when. That Shrek song, Smash Mouth All-Star came out and like everyone knew about it. I'm a believer. Everyone knew about it. It was like the first time I felt like connected to like the popular culture, you know? So anyways, rest in peace, Steve Harwell, Smash Mouth Man. I'm going to give it a couple listens today. All-Star, I'm a believer. Those are some really good songs, man. The dude died early too, man. 50... I think it said like 57 or something, right? 56? Uh, dude, that at 56. Really sad. Rest in peace. Steve Harwell. Part of my childhood. Oh, it's all going. Everyone in my childhood is dying. Um, also, let's talk about this news topic. Um, how about that uh, That person that took that massive dump skis on the that plane, that Delta flight, right? Did you guys hear about that? Some they had to divert. Some dude had diarrhea. It could have been a girl. I'm not sure who it was, but someone on the plane had massive explosive diarrhea, and they had to uh, re, re they had to reroute the plane back. So it was like I guess leaving from Atlanta to go overseas, and then they had there were two hours into the flight, and they had to go back and reland it. Shit, man. No pun intended. That's the thing. It's so hard to read articles on it or it's so hard to like talk about it without saying puns. Like that was a complete, I didn't say shit on purpose. It was a complete accident. You know, I'm seeing all these dumb puns like shit on a plane, poop plane. What a shitty experience. Blah, 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 blah. You know, everything's been done already, you know, but dude, I gotta be honest, man. I'm, I'm going to be honest here and I want you guys to not judge me, but like if I was on that plane and if I was flying to a, a, a gig um, maybe not even a gig, but anywhere, dude. And we were two hours in, 
So think about it. You're two hours in. So if you have to divert, you have to go two hours back and do that two hours again. And then when you get back to the airport, there's deplaning, replaning, cleaning, all that shit. That's another two, three hours. That's a that's like a fucking full day gone, right? That's about half your day. And I don't even know where you're going. Let's say if you're going overseas, I mean, that's a 12-hour flight. So that's a whole day gone. I got to be honest, man. I would have been pissed if we had to fly back. Like, I am a guy that like, like, you ever been, you ever been at the airport and you're about to board and they're like, um, this flight is way overbooked. We're offering $7 million to anyone that wants to take the next flight out, next flight out, offering $7 million and, and a hand job. And I am the one person, not the one person, but I, I am, I never even bought, I never want to take that. I always want to get on my flight, my time and go, you know, cause usually I got to get, I got to be there. I got a gig. Or whatever. And plus, too, it's like, in my mind, it's like, if you're flying anywhere, you have plans, right? You have plans when you land, what you're going to do, blah, blah, blah. It's very seldom where you're like, I'm flying somewhere. I don't give a fuck when we get there, you know? No, it's like, it's more, you know, you have a schedule. So, yeah, I would have been pissed if we had to turn back, man. I would have been so down to just pin my nose, um, wrap whatever fucking covers around my face, my eyes, my ears. And I, I would have been totally fine just, just barreling through, man. You know? It's shit, you know? Who cares? Like this I love how they're like the they have some video or audio of the captain being like, it's a biohazard, we gotta turn around. It's like, it's shit, dude. I live in New York, I walk over shit all the time. I'm not dying, you know? Biohazard. What is this fucking is everyone on that ship gonna that ship? Is everyone on that plane gonna gonna smell that diarrhea and then it's gonna be like twenty eight days later, they all become fucking zombies and shit? Have the rage virus or the shit virus, you know? Start violating shitting at people. Instead of like, instead of like, you know, shooting water or like the webs from their hands, it's like they're shooting shit from their assholes, but it's going like 800 miles an hour, just, you know, ripping holes in people, right? It's shit, you know? I got to get to my destination, you know? <laughs> For sure, that pilot was like, I can't, it, it, I don't, I don't want to, I can't stand the smell of this. We got to. I get it. It's a very selfish thing for me to be like, I, let, let, let's just continue. You know, I'm sure there's people out there that are like um, on that plane that are like, yeah, I can't. Some people really can't tolerate the smell of farts. You know, you ever fart around someone? I'm a, I'm a cool guy. If you fart around me, I'll laugh. You know, I'll be a little bit like, ugh, I'll laugh. I get it. You know, I'm a guy. I like guy humor. But um, some people you fart around. I mean, it's like they want to, it's like you, you, you fucking kick their dad in the balls or something, you know, you, you punch their kid. It's like, fucking relax, dude. You, are you, you serious, man? Come on. Wait, how old are you? It's like, how old am I? Do you just, you don't just stop farting, you know, when, 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 when you, when you, you know, when you are an adult, you know what I mean? <laughs> Anyways, that's my opinion. I would have, I would have been so down to keep going with that flight. I don't know why they stopped it, but that's just my selfish, uh, selfish being. Anyways, guys, so um, that's it for the podcast this week. That's it for the free version. We're going to continue to the Patreon version right now. Uh, real quick, when is this coming out? This weekend, I'm going to be in the Midwest. I'm going to be at Louisville Comedy Club, September 14th, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Noblesville, Indiana, and then September 17th, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Um so if you live in like, you know, obviously if you live in the the cities I mentioned, please come out if you can. If you come out from the podcast, come up to me after the show at the meet and greet 
let me know you're, you heard the, from the podcast or you follow me on social media. I'll give you free merch. And also, um, I believe I did a little bit look-sees on the Google Maps, but I believe Cincinnati is about an hour and a half from Louisville. And then um, Columbus is also a few hours away. So is Chicago. It's a few hours away from Fort Wayne. If you want to make the drive out, would love to have you. If not, I will get to Chicago and Columbus at some point in the future. Anyways, guys, all the tour dates, jamescomasha.com. Please like, share, everything. I appreciate you guys listening and tuning in. I'll see you next week. Right now, we're about to do the Patreon version, an extra 10 minutes. Um, sign up if you haven't already. $5 only. Come on, baby. been giving you free content for years. All right. Adios. Thank <sharp inhale> you.